It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live! Woohoo! This week, starring special guest star, Mr. Michael Lloyd. Yeah, baby! Woo! And thank you, fake band. Thank you, fake audience. Welcome, Michael. How are you? Hi, what was the name again? <laughs> he just walked in the door about oh 40 gosh. seconds ago. Um, we're glad to have him back. Unfortunately, he can only stick around for an hour or two. Yeah, maybe so, even at, less, even maybe even less. Okay, so when he leaves, then maybe we'll just do some Q and A. Because next week we're gonna back the cameras over there. Next week we're gonna be on hiatus for one week, and then we'll be back again. You have a summer replacement? Uh, no, I don't. And next week. Or the week after that, we're going to be back doing a split screen remote with Tony Van Veen from uh, Disc Makers. Oh, cool. Yeah. Are there still people that actually make discs? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yep, absolutely. They, yeah. they, they bought CD Baby some years ago and then oh, grew okay. that into a giant thing oh, and yeah. then just sold that off recently. And oh. uh, yeah, vinyl is back, baby. Vinyl's actually growing. Oh, no, vinyl, crazy. vinyl, okay, but CD Baby, uh, you know. Well, CD Baby know, is know, not part not, of that. Oh, no, I know. It's just, but that's yeah. just online anyway, so it's all good. Um, anyway, so uh, for those of you who didn't see the email, uh, the, oh, I should say hello to our guest, which I will do right after I read uh, Michael's resume. Michael Lloyd, this dude right here, uh, aside from being a very longtime friend of mine and a close friend, uh, was vice president of A&R for MGM Records by the age of 20 years old. Think about that. What were you doing at 20 years old? This guy was vice president of a record label. For more than 45 years, has been producing hit records and soundtracks, earning more than 105 golden platinum record awards and selling over 150 million records. He personally stood on a street corner, one at a time, selling so those babies, hard. cash so only. Oh uh, he's worked with Barry Manilow, Mike Love and the Beach Boys, Lou Rawls, Sylvie Vartan, Sean Cassidy, Steve Holy, Belinda Carlisle, The Monkees, The Bellamy Brothers, The Osmonds, Striper, which I can never figure out, Sammy Davis Jr., Bill Medley, The Righteous Brothers, Debbie Boone, Kimberly Locke, Leif Garrett, Air Supply, Frank Sinatra, and that's just a name. And Sugar you. Ray out right now. Oh, and Sugar Ray, which is out right now. What's out. the name of the record, do you know? It's called Yahi. Yahi. No, Yati. Yati. I don't ask me why. Well, because I don't know why. Clearly, it's a first cousin of the Yeti. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Michael is the music supervisor for the film Dirty Dancing, uh, wrote the Latin dance music for Patrick and Jennifer to dance to, and produced the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Currently, there are several Dirty Dancing, the musical companies out touring all over the world. He's done scoring, he's done music supervision, he's Indeed. done songwriting, song placements, and or producing for nearly 200 motion pictures, TV movies, TV specials, and television series. His chart record spans six decades from the 60s to the present. He's also a recipient of Taxi's Lifetime Achievement Award, Mr. Michael Lloyd. Oh, that was just a smattering of applause. Let's have it. The real thing. There we go. Yeah, I, I, I certainly it makes you feel better. <laughs> I bet. All right, and welcome to the guys and well, gals. Hi there. Yeah, we've got Peter Rahill and House, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel Osuna. Oh, oh, it's going by so quickly. Uh, Hi guys. Shalom. New names: Macamurl, Devin Walker, 
You don't know Striper? Cas yeah, Cascamenti. he doesn't know Striper, I know Striper. No, I know who they are. Nah, I'm just yeah, surprised you work with them. They seem like they're out of your you? ballywick. Oh, no. Uh, Sherry Marcus and House It's music, Bone, you know what I mean? It's music. Andy Pierce, Cas McKenzie. Tom, Sherry, Steve, Bob, David, Cody. Hi, Cody. Paul, Square Bob Business Entertainment. Tomboy no Noise. Yeah. So, Eddie, I have a question wow, about the striper record when yeah. you did it was it hard going because you know you're like mr pop or pop rock no, you know no, and all no, of a sudden no, you're working good. with striper no no no, like, no they they were they're they're a melodic yeah rock and roll band i mean you know incredible singers but just just great different you know different sound than yeah, what you normally yeah. worked on you know you do, sometimes you, you things happen you just don't meet them right and and uh I was grateful and fortunate to work with Striper. They were great, every one of them, just great. A whole other way of recording. Right, that's what I mean. Just... You know what I mean? This, the, the method of recording. Yeah. It was well, all drama. I mean, everybody back in the 80s recorded this way. Yeah. You know, uh, Poison and, and Motley Crue. Live you in do the, the room? No, you do the drums first. Oh, really? Yeah. You do the drums Frankenstein first. Frankenstein it. Oh, it, that's all, because you couldn't get the sound. Yeah. Everybody playing at once. Right. Uh, every, Too much bleed. Yeah. So, drums first. That took like two weeks. Just drums. <laughs> Uh, and back then, also, there were triggers on drums. Yeah. Right? It wasn't samples. It, it, it triggered samples, <laughs> but you had a big rack of stuff. Oh, man, it went on and on. That was at Old Cherokee. Oh, wow. Drums. And, and that was the old MGM studio that I built. So I always loved that place. And the Rob Brothers made it a better studio than I did. Shirelli did a lot of work at Cherokee. I'm not yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, it's a great, great place. Yeah, anyway, love that place. Then guitar, uh, like like kind of the junk 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 down 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 guitar four guitars you do one then you double it then you slow the machine down a little bit play it again speed the machine up a little bit play it again four times um and, and did you have like i can't remember who the Bass, guy was but I, I i once did uh, sweet singing somebody uh where they had the guy had like six marshall cabinets and I, oh. I put a 57 on one of them and an 87 back about six feet and another Years 87. Years ago in the 60s, I recorded Quicksilver Messenger Service. Yeah. And the guy comes in with, I don't know, like 10 amps and a big horn oh, no. and all this. And it takes like an hour or two hours to plug it all in. And, you know, the console only had, I, I don't know, maybe had 15, 16 microphones at the most. And so... You know, I started off by putting, like you just were saying, put up one microphone or two or something. Yeah. Well, what about this? We've got to mic this. Uh, you know, it was nutty. Oh, my gosh, it was crazy. It's so hard to capture that kind of power in a room. But that's not the sound anyway because, yeah. you, you, honestly, you'd need to capture it with one mic or two mics back a little ways. Right. Uh, b because if you're just right up on it, that's not the sound that it's creating. You're hearing the sound right. here. You know, from a dist a little bit of a distance, right. and you want to hear all of that collectively. Yeah, and you're feeling it. It yeah, moves a lot yeah. of air. Yeah, it's really something. But anyway. So uh, before I forget, I'm going to ask you guys, and we're getting on with the show, to hit that subscribe button down there. Oh, look at that! Right, yeah, right look down there that. in the corner. Um, share with your friends and family members. Wow. Hit that alert button in the upper right-hand corner because then you'll get alerts when we go live. And don't forget to like us because we're extremely insecure. Thank you very much.
Okay. I need to take that like thing with me all the time and just hold it up in traffic. I, whenever I meet people, I go. <laughs> There's one that's got a middle finger sticking up. <laughs> I think that would be great in, in LA or any city that's got <laughs> traffic in it. Just. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So what we're, what we're doing today, Michael is a little bit um, kind of famous at the Road Rally for being extremely generous with his time and his knowledge. Uh, in listening to people's music and giving them feedback. And Some of you guys may have come to that upstairs room if you've come to the road right, rally, the 200 seat to the little the theater upstairs, and, and we spent, you know, a few hours there listening to people's songs. So that's what we're, I think, going to try and do here for, for, a, little, for a little while. Um, yeah, so Michael's got a boogie a little bit before 5 o'clock, and then... Maybe but I'll see you at the road rally. We can do taxi we'll trip. That's right, rally. November 7th through the 10th here in beautiful Los Angeles. If you're a taxi member, you get two free tickets to the road rally. One for you, one for the guest of your choice. Um, a lot of people bring their spouses with them, and surprisingly, the spouses who are usually not music-related people find that they really enjoy the crowd yeah. at the road rally. Yeah, they feel right. very at home there, even though you would think that they would be bored out of their brain because it's not their topic. So... There you go. Uh, where's my list? So first thing, we're not going to mention the names of the artists. We're just going to do song okay. titles, just in okay. case. And we don't want to hurt anybody's feeling. Do we think that the people have are logged on that maybe sent in the songs? Do they know? Oh, yeah, they, they, oh, they okay, should be. Great. Good. Uh, so they'll know their song title. Yeah. Good. And sometimes Good. they out themselves in the chat room yeah, and say, okay. hey, that's mine, you know. Okay. Um, they cool. usually do it after they get a positive response. <laughs> yeah. Just remember, just remember. That you play your song for ten people, you're going to get ten opinions. That's right. You play for a hundred people, hundred opinions. That kind of thing. So, um, I think that Taxi, speaking for what the what they do, the thing that impresses me the most about Taxi is is to, is to not give criticism, but to give help. And I, I hope that people don't ever take any of this as criticism, because I have seen many many things that a lot of things that I've done that people have said, oh my gosh, that's horrible, this isn't going to work, why are you doing it, blah, 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 and that can be the biggest thing ever. So um, the thing that Taxi does is they try to help. They try to, you know, give you ideas, give you a little uh, assistance here and there. That's all we're trying to do here, is, is not to criticize, but rather to say, you know, it's really good, here's, here's an idea that maybe is something you, for you to consider that might be a, right. a, a little bit of help. So, uh, and we have to do it in about three minutes in each one because okay, there, we have a bunch we of them we got to do. So, and the rolling. first one is called Alive. It's Alive.
So, very, very cool. Um, is this person online? Is it possible? Well, that we I'm, don't want to force I, themselves to. No, 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 no. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay, never mind. Well, I just <laughs> I, thought I, I might know. I might know this person. I might know this person. Um, but be that as it may, I think it's really cool. I think the whole idea is great. The, um, you know, it's it's a bit obviously a bit reggae-ish and that kind of thing. So you know, by the time you get to the, oh, can't stop smiling, you could put a kind of a little skanky guitar in. You know, it's kind of in indicated, but you know, you might do that to give it a little bit of a lift. The, um, I would build it a little bit slower. I don't know that I would have as much come in where you have everything you say gets my heart racing. I maybe would build it a little slower so that by the time you get to the, I think it, waiting for the day we've joined in would be the same spot. Then you have that stuff come in. Um, but gosh, it sounds really good. You know, this is something we got to talk about. So I hear a good song and and and, and you've, you guys have, have written a good song and now what do you do with it? And, in, and you know, I'm sure you've seen on some of these songs that are hits, there's not one writer or three writers mm. or five writers. There's like nine. There's like 11. And, you know, everybody that happens to be standing around seems to be a songwriter. Well, and I mean that in, in, not in a disrespectful way. It just seems... I did the hi-hat. Exactly. It seems a little excessive. So... Um, you know, you get something like this, and what you really want to do is you want to connect with an artist um, that, you know, maybe isn't a giant artist right this second, but could be. And I think you'd have a better chance getting your song recorded. Now, how do you find that artist? Well, they're all over the internet, all over the, the internet. Taxi the taxi forum in the collaboration corner is 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 like the perfect place to go and what you want to do is you want to connect this song to someone that stylistically is in this vein or something pop uh, you know and uh, but but i mean this has melody this has words and stuff i mean geez am i crazy to I think really that like if it. you were music supervising i would put this in a movie instantly a, and the one way of it the is, scenes right is you know like couples retreat Absolutely. or one of those movies Absolutely. and they need something playing when the couples Absol are hanging out by the pool Absol drinking margaritas. couples retreat is a perfect example this could have been played when they got off the boat at the yeah. island it's perfect so you've watched it four times too i've watched it literally a hundred times it's one <laughs> it's of the funniest movies. it is a very cute yeah movie. <laughs> so so the uh it's it's great it's really great, and I, I, if I had the appropriate movie right this second, or one comes up, I would uh, not hesitate to put this in, just the demo you have. I'm just talking about as a record now, about building it a little slower and, and that kind of thing, but it's really good, so I like it. Background vocals, really good job on Oh this. yeah, really nice, and the singer's nice. Everything yep. about it is, 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 is good. All right. I like it. Moving on, uh, this one's called You Let Me Down. You 
Interesting, very dramatic, almost a modern. Uh, who's that guy that did Total Eclipse of the Heart? No, Steinman. Oh yeah, almost um, a Jim Steinman Jim kind Steinman. of thing. Very good. Um, so uh, a couple of comments that are more mechanical than they are creative. Number one, no one will get past your intro. It's way, way too long. It's very interesting. It's very dramatic, but unfortunately, it's way too long. Um, you got to cut that down, like by two-thirds it's um i'm sorry to say because i know that you're thinking about it setting up the song and the emotion you're helping well anyway it just seems too long okay um now also more mechanical the b section i don't know where i am in here am i holding you up or am i holding you on um i think that by the time you get to or am i holding on and I realize that, that, that harmonically it's not the same as Shame on You, somehow I would reduce that. I would make that more condensed. I don't know where I am in here. Am, am I holding you up or am I holding on? Shame on you. I, I, I know that's not gonna necessarily work, but I would make that shorter. Um, also, it's all gone wrong. What you gonna say? You do it twice, I would take out one of those. It's, it's, this is, again, the mechanics of it. And I know it sounds like I'm just cutting it, like taking a knife to this, but the sections are just too long. And if you were to say to somebody, oh, wait, wait, but when you get to the next thing, it's really great. No one will wait around to get to the next thing. 
And it's hard to be objective looking at your own thing to notice things like I've spent too much time I, on this and, spot. And, 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 and it's, yeah. but that section, it's all gone wrong, is the same thing. So I would take out one of those. Also, I'm not certain about this, but I think you really only do I am tormented, uh, I've been emptied, that kind of thing. And then you don't do I am fragmented and unrepentant. I would just go verse, B section, and then you have this kind of, I guess it's kind of a pre-chorus, it's all gone wrong, and then you have the, you let me down not being around when I needed you. I think that if you condense that together, it would even be more dramatic because the things would kind of hit you in the gut, you know, back and forth. And, um, but it's a very interesting song, and the whole presentation is very interesting. I'm always just continually amazed at the, uh, at the creativity of the taxi people. I mean, this is another whole kind of thing, obviously, than the first song, uh, and, 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 but very creative as well. In the right movie or placement, this would be interesting too, obviously. I'm not sure how this gets on the radio, but it can get on streaming. Uh, because there's much more avenue for that than there is on the radio. Um, and quite frankly, the, the streaming can be probably more more profitable anyway. So uh, it's really good, and and it, uh, most of the comments are really just kind of mechanical of making this a little more um, concise, getting to the point a little quicker. Um, Michael is a shareholder in Curb Records and knows about country music and spends time, uh, has spent a lot of time in Nashville. If I, I was sitting there listening to this going, if I took this to Nashville and played it for any of my friends down there, they they are incredibly picky about lyrics in Nashville and they would be I know, going, I, I know what you're going to say, emptied. Well, no, well, they would go... Who are you talking to? You don't define well, the person. There, there is, the, well, there's no beginning, middle, end of the no, story, things he, like that. He's obviously talking about some person, right? Right. So the, he's tormented. and but I, If you were really picky about this, tormented and emptied, you know, you try to pronounce it like it's emptied, but that doesn't work. Uh, you know, if, if someone was really picky on rhymes, uh, I, I'm tormented, I mean, I'm cemented, that's good, tormented, all you know, but emptied is a little stretch. Um, but, you know, getting past that, I, I kind of get it. I, I kind of understand the thing, um, you know, that he is tormented, blah, blah, blah. And what are you going to say about it? Uh, who are you going to pray to? You let me down. So I think that it's it's not, it's it's a little esoteric, but not too bad. I didn't mind it so much. And generally, I kind of fall into that category of, well, who are you talking to? Right. Kind of thing. I kind of got this for some reason. And ironically, this one is called You Let Me Down, and the next song we're going to hear is called Can't Hold Me Down. So this is the, the flip side. This is You Can't Hold Me Down. <laughs> you can't. Anyway, a good song. It was there But I haven't felt it till now We've got a ceiling and invisible barrier Barrier, it holds me down It holds me down Dream. 
song just interestingly enough these three songs have been written you know each song one person believe it or not one person can write a song not 11 <laughs> right doesn't take 11 could be one <laughs> could be uh, uh, another very dramatic interesting song um, nice uh, abbreviated introduction I think is important um, the, the only real comment I have, I, I think it's very interesting. I think it's kind of like there's nothing really to talk about. The only thing I would say is in the pre-chorus, you talk about fight and light. And in the chorus, you use the same words. So I would consider uh, trying to find something, you know, um, that's going to rhyme. If you're trying to rhyme rise and fight and light and rise, I would rhyme rise and try to find something that's not fight and light and and put another word in each one of those spots um, to uh, to change it up a little bit. I don't think you want to go back and say fight and light again. Um, and you do it in the second pre and then the chorus, the chorus there too. So I, I would consider thinking about that and, and, and if there's anything that, you know, comes to mind. But I, I think it's kind of cool. I wonder what the song is about. What do you think is it about? Is it, is it, uh, it's a, clearly a, my take on a female empowerment song. I think so too. <laughs> Gee, it might be. Yeah, and I you think know, so the whole too. time I but, was but, listening to it, I'm, I'm thinking we run listings for female empowerment yeah, stuff, but it's yeah. usually more like girls' night out, you yeah. know, up no, no, where this, this is, is like trailer. This is good. This is, this, yeah, this is like trailer music. Yeah, superhero. And, trailer, yeah, absolutely. Dark, absolutely. But you, know, but you don't get the feeling, you don't get, hitting the head with it being girl empowerment right you get this feeling of of person involvement mm -hmm. of of there's of, of there's a real person involved and and so yes it's empowerment but it's it's an empowerment could be for anybody when you say glass ceiling of course that comes to mind yeah. as something but nonetheless I think it's important in the song to have that and I think it's important to be stating that and I like the only takes one dreamer you know, I, I like it. I think, it, and for a for a, a trailer or something, yep, uh, it would be great. And and you know, it's not Billie Eilish particularly, but it's, it's got a little bit yeah, of that darkness. It, it kind of has that thing in it, you know, which is cool. Yeah, and um, it's put together well. It's really good. Good job. Yeah. Gosh, all here's right. another one. One person. They're all one person. That's amazing. Jeez, I, I didn't know those people existed. Yep. Unbelievable. And, of course, if they got hooked up with a uh, record company, then there would be, they oh. would add nine more people. Oh, absolutely. Well, we need somebody to come in and do the hi-hat. Yeah. All right, next one is called Love and Peace. 
you snow-covered branches for Christmas Bright twinkle lights, soft mistletoe kisses I wish you candy cane dreams Sweet sugar plum seeds, but most of all I wish you love and peace Packages delivered by your sweetheart Cookies baked with cinnamon and cloves A crackling fire to keep you warm A loved one snuggled in your arms Hot cocoa With a whipped cream on your nose I wish you fun and fast Comfort and ease I wish all the best To your family Okay, um, let's start off by saying that Christmas songs, in the general, are difficult to get cut. They want to hear... On the record side. On the record side. They want to hear... On, yeah, exactly. On the record side, they want to hear familiar Christmas songs. If you're a giant superstar, sometimes a record will stick. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, as I was listening to this, I was trying to think of who that would be, the last one that had a new song that stuck, and I keep thinking of Mariah Carey. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there just aren't a lot. Yeah. There aren't a lot. Everybody tries, and the reason they try is because they're evergreen. If they come back, if ever, they, Yeah, if they yeah. ever can get one. So um, it's difficult. Now, for a Lifetime movie where they do like 28 Days of Christmas or something, they have new movie, new movie, new movie, they're looking for things. We They're get listings. We've had so many listings for exactly for yep. Lifetime and Hallmark. I've channels. done a bunch. Yeah, and Hallmark too. I've done a bunch of those Lifetime movies. So um, the it starts out. I wish you snow-covered branches for Christmas, bright twenty. You know, I wish you candy cane dreams, sweet scenes. But most of all, I wish you love and peace. I wouldn't put that there. I would put some other line, because when you get to the second verse, package is delivered by your sweetheart cookies baked with cinnamon and cloves, blah, blah, blah. A loved one snuggle in your arms. And you, you don't say the love and peace thing on the second one, but I think you give it away. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in the end of the first. I wouldn't put it at the end of the second, which you don't have anyway. And then you've got the bridge or chorus or whatever you'd call that, and that's where you put it, and it works there for me. Now, if you're talking about pitching this to a lifetime film or something of that sort, I don't think you can... You might have to uh, direct it more towards what probably is happening in the movie. There's some kind of relationship. Uh, either they've Which had is a, a falling good assumption, out. Yeah. Right. They've had a falling out. They've, they're coming back together at Christmas. Something. Something. Or she's meeting someone new at Christmas. Something's happening. So you'd need to take things out where it sounds like a long laundry list. Packages delivered by your sweetheart. Sweetheart is the word that's the problem. Package is delivered something, something else. And an, a loved one snuggled in your arms is just a little too uptown, a little too adult. You, you need a more clever line there. 
and I wish all the best to your family. This is like a Hallmark greeting card as mm -hmm. opposed to a song that's supporting a video image of something, a story. So it's, it's a few of those kind of lines that make it more difficult for this just to be slotted in. And it's unlikely that they're going to have the time or thought process to say, oh, it's a really good song, but maybe we can instruct them, instruct right. them how to change it to make it work for this. So Diane Warren is a, just an absolute genius at making songs that fit emotional circumstances in movies. She just is brilliant. So, um, but, they're, but they're kind of general in order to fit into the movie. Now, sometimes she's obviously writing it for the movie, and so you know she knows what's happening. But sometimes she's just pitching it. So I would consider going through here and being very, very smart about how you're going to deliver this for a placement. I think that you'd have better luck as a placement than as a record, but you know, I think if you even if you direct this more for a placement, it can be better for a record. So, you know, give it some thought, but it's very cute. The the, the whole idea is good. The singer, I think, sounds good. I, I love it texturally yeah, I, I, and emotionally. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just warm and fuzzy. It is. It's really nice, and it's hard to do that with Christmas songs. And by the way, I have I've recorded you can't imagine how many Christmas songs. I mean, just I can imagine tons and tons <laughs> and tons over the years. And, and and fortunately, some of them have been big hits. But it's oh, to give you some idea of, of how they've been big hits. So Kimberly Locke, mm -hmm. uh, American Idol, many years ago, um, uh, we put out a Christmas. She didn't want to do a Christmas record. I do a Christmas record up on the house top, reindeer paws. Right, every little kid sings that song. Okay, well we did it kind of reggae-ish, and. Uh, uh, and it was number one the entire Christmas season. Rasta reindeer. Yeah, Rasta, Rasta, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, it was number one for four weeks, the whole Christmas time. And you couldn't get away from it. And then the next year, she didn't have a record ready or at the time, so we had, I said, well, let's do another Christmas record. So it was um, Jingle Bells, a song we've heard before. <laughs> yeah. We've heard this song before. A couple times. What happens? It goes to number one. And the Beach Boys are singing background on it. Goes to number one, sounds like a Beach Boy record. Okay, the third year, this is one, two, three, right in a row. Frosty the Snowman, we've heard that song before. This is why I'm saying all of these songs are famous songs. Right. Frosty the Snowman, it goes to number one. She's the first artist in history to ever have a Christmas song, number one, three, three years, in, years a row. in a row. Yeah. Wow. So um, th there, there is that you have to battle, which is this familiarity. But it's a very cool little song. Think about these changes to make it maybe more desirable for a placement. That's all. Um, yeah, I was going to say something, but I won't. Okay. I'm going to give this to Bria to hang on to. And we are now moving on to number five, and this is This sounds like a country song. Put a bar in the back of my car. It sounds like a country song. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel good about it's it. It's a though. great title. Put yeah, it is. Put a bar in the back of my car. Yep. Say that. Well, I'm right. <laughs> Escape, 
is a great line. Put, Put a, bar a bar in the back, back of my, of my car, car and drive myself to drink. drink. That's a that's, that's a great genius line. right there. It's a great line. It's a great line. Um, so, as we all know, numbers. country music is going through a, you know a lot of changes, and um, oh you know Florida Georgia Line, um, Jason Aldean, uh, different different guys out there. Not everybody, but a lot. It's all, you know, real programmed and real, um, almost sounds like pop music with kind of a accent. Hiccup. Yeah. There's that. There is that. So now there are guys like uh, Dan and, uh, well, Shay, Dan and Shay, yeah, I think they had a song, uh, a couple of songs, uh, Tequila and uh, Breathless. Um, they sound like pop records. Mm -hmm. um, and they're great. I mean, not, I take nothing away from it. They're great. Um, this being a little more traditional uh, has to find a path to the right artist that's out there doing it. But the line is fantastic. And I, the only thing I would suggest is I'm going to put a bar in the back of my car and drive myself to drink. I may not have, I may not get too far, but I won't have to think. This line here, I would make this new words put a bar in the back of my car and drive myself to drink. I'd make that something else that has a drink uh, rhyme at the end and then put mm -hmm. put a bar in the back of my car and drive myself to drink. Um, because you're beating that over the head too much. You say it at the beginning of the chorus, uh, which is great, um, and for that line, the second to the last line, make that different and then go back to what you have. Uh, that I just think it makes it more powerful. His breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, Michael always comes up with world-class ideas. See, that's the thing. That's I do. So, I, I've got a special So talent. inspiring. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I think that this song is a diamond in the rough and that this gentleman would be well-served to write with a pro writer from Nashville who'd want to jump on the train. This would be a good co-write song because the bones are there. Yeah, And yeah. the idea is so solid, that line... It, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's it's great, and and you and the demo needs to be to be made a little bit more appropriate for today's country, mm -hmm. whatever that is. And and you and you find that out by researching and listening to the songs that are the hits that are you know the top ten right now, and 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 see the ones coming up that are going to be the next top ten, and and not to imitate, but rather to see what would be complementary and might be an influence. So. Um, that gives you a better a better way to position this demo, because they they are you know fairly de demo dependent. They want to hear something that's going to be kind of right up the alley of what they're looking for. Even Nashville's demos have gotten so good yeah, oh, that yeah. even the, the smaller, less famous demo mills in Nashville are cranking stuff out. Great, Sounds great like stuff. Records. Great stuff. Amazing. So, but but it's a great line. Congratulations, great line. Good stuff. Yep. All these songs, all five of these, very different one from the other. Very very good though. I'll, okay, you okay. pronounce that. I can't pronounce it. This Al, next one's called Al, Al Ni. Nilam. Al Neelam, A-L-N-I-L-A-M. So before we hear note one, do you have a comment, sir? Well, 
I I think that you'd pro if this is a name. Where am we seeing? Oh no. In the sky, ally. I don't know if this is a person, or or something. There's something that's supposed to be giving it away at the end, the very last line. Yeah, shine on. Mm. Well, it, it it may be that that word is not quite as attractive. Alnilam. Alnilam. Alna. Well, we'll hear in a second. Okay. It, it is it is a difficult. It's a little bit of a difficult thing to attach onto. All it's right, let's have a listen, please. to the title, so I don't know if it's absolutely critical it be that word or not, but because uh, it doesn't really come in until... I kind of wanted to hear it. We may have to go to the end of the song. It just, <laughs> just I want to hear, hear how it's pronounced. Yeah, it's... Uh, so, um, again, a couple of mechanical things. I have dreams every now and then. Okay, fine. Much like this one. And you go back to that um, introduction. I wouldn't do that. I would go much like this one, beat, whatever go right into the one I wake and I, I, I wake I recall I go right into it also I think the introduction is too long again I would cut that in half um, and it's okay to have that little introduction motif right before the oh and I remember you you were there too I would only do it once and then go to your large like moons Orion string of pearls um, it, it I, I you know I'm just editing these things more for listener and, and also you know that this is something else that, that's important to note you know songs have gotten shorter they are much shorter absolutely so it's something for everyone to remember that it's gone back to like 1961 or something yeah there are songs out there like two, two and a half minutes yeah two minutes 38 seconds right mind-blowingly so short. there are there are a lot of songs that are shorter so y you got to consider that 
because it's a thing. It's mm -hmm. not like a little bit of a thing. It's a thing. Freebird ain't happening no, anymore. No, no. So well, it's, it's, it's important to consider. Freebird, yeah. But it's, it's a very interesting song. I think that uh, um, I would like to have a lyric that's just a little bit more compelling. This is a little bit kind of, it's a little vague. I have dreams every now and then that feel like memories. <clears throat> that's a good thing. People talk about stuff like that. But then I find myself walking in a world much like this one. Well, okay, but what happens then? When I wake up, I recall running through the dunes, pale saffron light of an alien sun. Well, then it doesn't really feel like this one. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a little bit of a disconnect to me emotionally. I like the way it sounds, and sometimes they don't need to make sense. But it's more like poetry, you know, in the, in the pale little, saffron light of an yes. alien sun. It is beautiful. It's, it is. But... I think if you could apply that poetic approach to some words that that developed, I have dreams every now and then that feel like memories. I think if you had something that, if that's your lead off line, then you might want to develop those a little, that, I've that got thought. A, a Stevie Nicks is one of the greatest songwriters for taking <clears throat> stream of consciousness yeah, kind of right. ethereal stuff and turning it into pop song structure. Yeah. So that might not might be a be, bad idea yeah, to, to study to, how yeah, she to would study approach that. that. But it's interesting. It's an interesting approach. A, a nice dramatic, again dramatic sound. So anyway, those are. Just I thoughts. actually loved her voice. The voice uh, is interesting. Tons yeah. of potential in her voice. Yeah. There's one part of the song scared me a little bit. Uh, it felt like as, uh, when she goes double time. Felt oh, like 99 balloons. I know it did. I'm not certain that that. I didn't want to comment on that because it seemed like the style of the song. But I'm not certain that. Oh, I know there is something. No, I forgot something. Um, it sounds busy. It sounds too frantic. When it gets to the double gets time? Gets to the double time spot. Uh, but melodically, I mean, I, I felt like it was way too close to 99 balloons. Oh, I don't know. I didn't feel that. I didn't notice. But 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 it's too crowded. It sounds nervous. Yeah. I think that you could sounds nervous. Take, out a, take a lot of that stuff out. Take a lot of that stuff out and just have the rhythm and the feel. You know, get get a, get a some kind of maybe a, a loopy that kind of helps that right. along. But, Find the core of the whole yeah, thing. But it, but, uh, it just seemed a little busy. And the mix had everything kind of up in front, guitars and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's, that took away from the song for me. Okay, moving on. Next one, number seven, is called Any Old Chair. It's a good title. Today I was drifting back to when I was a child. Mama would rock me, sometimes just hold me a while. I can still feel her heartbeat and hear her voice echoing there. I Curious to see what you're going to say. 
Well, um, I'd call the song Lullaby, number one. And, um, you know, I, to me, anyway, I, I would definitely call, call the song Lullaby. And she has a perfect voice for this. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's almost, um, you know, that kind of folky Americana-ish country, right? Now, what was it? Jewel. Jewel was the name of the girl that did some things, not like this, but girl singer things playing mm -hmm. the guitar, but that, that weren't country. But eventually she did do some country stuff too. So I think that depending on how this is presented, right now with an acoustic guitar, finger picking and stuff like that, it, it is going to send most record people into a country mindset. Um, it doesn't mean that she is country, but they kind of are going to go that way. I mean, you know, this would be another good one for a uh, for a placement in one of those uh, Lifetime, uh, absolutely, Hallmark kind of movies. It, I, it's it's really good, and, and it's and it's very sweet sounding. It's just a great. You, it's warm. You, you get attracted to it. Absolutely, it, you know, as soon as it started to play, I thought Lifetime Hallmark yeah, Channel. Yeah. It, it seemed so obvious, and then I thought. Ooh, needs a cello brought in here, which might be a little bit predictable, but it would work. But then I had a thought about the lyric. Uh, it tells a story, a very specific story, about her relationship and her memories with her mom, but yet it doesn't get, it, it still has that universal lyric. It could work in the context of getting placed in a movie of the week, because it doesn't get so specific. Well, and the, the, these, these kind of songs I have always referred to as progressive songs, because they start out, here I am with my mama. Then I am, I, I never imagined, you know, one day I would have that, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last verse is, here I am with my first child. Mm -hmm. It's a progression, right, through the thing. So, you know, I did a record with Judd Strunk called Daisy a Day, a long time ago, it's 100 years ago. Okay. And, and <laughs> it, it started out with this guy, you know, has a girl in school, and he brings her a Daisy a Day. Right? Okay. And they fall in love, they get married, and I brought her a Daisy a Day. She passes away. He goes up to the hill to bring her a daisy a day. Aww. I mean, it's just a sweet song. And there's there's other, a lot of songs like that, historically, yeah. progressive songs. So, um, but this is very cute, very, very interesting. And, um, you know, as I as we're talking, as r rather than together in any old chair, I would make that chair something special. I'd make that part of the continuation of the line. It's, it's, it's our old chair. Or, or something, or or where it becomes that chair, it just keeps going along. Right. Let's see the visual in yeah. our minds of the chair. Keeps going along, not just any old chair. Right. It's a special chair. It's it's this chair. So I mean, it's not. And if you change the title to lullaby, it doesn't matter. So, but it seems clear that it's lullaby to me, which is a cool title. We could call it Archie Bunker's chair. You know, again, again, I'm sorry. There's no. There's literally no. You no can't filtering out mechanism. The <laughs> There's no filtering mechanism. This is all. Uh, this is, but anyway, it's really this good. This is very tender. Yeah. I really yep. like this yep. one. Yep, yep, yep. All of these just for uh, totally different, but all really good. All right. The next one is called Abby Lynn. most precious diamond in my hand 
interesting personal story mm-hmm. and I would move the second verse you emanate like incense I hope it's not too late chorus and then you go you emanate like incense and then another chorus I, I didn't understand what you mean I would uh, he has two verses right in a row right I would put the chorus in between oh okay gotcha um, get to the hook quicker and um you know, I'm guessing that the songwriter is singing. Okay. But if there was somebody, you know, to to me, to me, it just obviously sounds like it could be Dylan-esque, mm-hmm. and it just needs to have a little, a little bit more of a, of a singer singing it, and 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 Dylan comes to mind only because he had that kind of storytelling voice, right? And if that was here. I think that it would it would help a lot. Sometimes the presentation and the singer, as you know, is a big big deal. Yeah, and Springsteen, the, it, yeah, it, it okay, does that okay, well too. yes, yeah, absolutely, same idea, mm-hmm. same thing. Maybe a better that's a better description. And because I was just trying to think of what could this be, and I'm not criticizing the singer. It's just that you want to have the best presentation that yeah, you can. Yeah, take it to the next level. So, uh, and and that's not easy to find. I mean, that person may not exist in his circle, right? But Maybe it does if you get out there and look for it. Some guy that's, that's singing with a band or who knows what. Go to forums.taxi.com and yeah, look in okay. Collaboration Corner and it, say, well, there anybody is. got a, you know, yeah, a storytelling things, voice? A storytelling voice. Yeah. And, and, um, because Ooh, that's it's, a good song title for country right there. Yeah. So all about Grandpa and his storytelling voice. Yeah, there you go. But it's all, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And I love the personal approach to it. And, you know, I screwed up, take me back. I mean, obviously, there's been songs like that before, but you know, you can't get too many of them because we all do that thing. <laughs> I, well, I, not me, but I mean, I've heard <laughs> other people do. I, I love some of the lyric craft in here. Yeah, it, me it's, too. It's not 
you know, typical lyric craft, but really, really well done. Like you emanate like incense, like a lava lamp that glows in a darkened room. Gives you, the, you know, hits two of your sentences, right? Or two of your senses. Um, you swirl like a breeze uh, on a summer day. Your love unfolds like yeah. tiger lily, like a tiger lily's bloom. Oh, that, that's it. really I good. I like it. No, I like it. So Michael has to depart. I'm so sorry, guys. I'll do this again. Uh, I'll do it at taxi. I'll do it on the street corner. at the road rally, November seventh through yes. the eleventh. Yeah, no. And, 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 and rumor has it that he's going to give neck rubs while doing them this year. No, no, no. It was just the, kind of the opposite. <laughs> they, gonna, right. If you if you want to get your song listened to and commented on, right. As I get your thumbs your ready, exactly. Exactly. You know, we I, have a taxi member. Uh, I won't say her name on air, but she is uh, a masseuse. Ah. And she hasn't been. To the I last, love her songs. When's she coming? <laughs> she hasn't been to the last two road rallies. Her name is Ragani, and she's a lovely person. Oh. Everybody who knows her loves her. Every year at the end of the rally, she comes and grabs me, drags me off to a couch or a chair somewhere in the lobby, and does like a half an hour massage. It's. Does anyone care about that? No one cares about that. I, 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 it's I, amazing. I want, I, I want that to happen. You know, in a kind of very selfish way. I mean, she's. Yeah, that's amazing. Guys, well, thank you. I'm happy to see you. Grateful you're all out there. I love the songs I have. I'm going to take, get me all of these. I will. Yeah, I mean, this is, these are really a lot of good songs, all right in a row. Bria, can you disc those over really, to Really, really, really good. So uh, thank you guys for taking time out to send in your songs and, of course, taking time out of your day to come and listen to us talk about them. And, and again, it's just an encouragement to hear these great tunes. And, and I'm not kidding when I say it just shocks me that there aren't 11 writers <laughs> on each one of these. I mean, you know, it really it really speaks to your talent and to the talent that you've been able to, you know, get help from Taxion and get comments on. It, it, it's this a team effort. I say this all the time about not just Taxi, but everything. This is a team effort. So um, I'm grateful to be uh, helping on the taxi team as a water boy, and uh, <laughs> it's all great. So thank you for having me. Thank you. See you soon. Michael Lloyd, ladies Yay, and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, take a water for the road. Send Patty my love. Bye. Bye, Michael. Thank you. Well, all right. Um, I think we have enough left that I will save them for his return visit. Uh, next time because you guys submitted hoping that he would do them. Uh, he, he's got uh, x-ray vision. So let me angle the camera over a little bit. How's that? Not bad. Um, and we could do a little Q&A or we could just have a short episode today. You guys call it. Um, I'll go any way you want. Uh, I had about three and a half hours of sleep last night, so I'm a little dingy. You might not get the right answers out of me, but I will answer them if you want. Um, we could talk about the... I want to hear... You know what? I would love to hear your ideas about things that would make great panels for the road rally. I was here yesterday for eight hours, and part of the time I was working on road rally panels. Um, Every year we have listening panels, where, you know, film and TV uh, listening panels. We have uh, record listening panels where um, record people and publishers listen to stuff, whole, whole different perspective. A um, couple other things I don't want to mention, things that I'm trying to make happen, and I think that they will, but I can't guarantee it, so I don't want to get any hopes up. Uh, 
Tom, Tom Hip says, I think Michael should get to leave and go relax. Um, vintage recordings. Okay, I will confess, Linda Cullum, that one of the panels that I'm 98% sure is going to happen is vintage. Um, we did this about four or five years ago. And it was really surprising to the people in the audience when I played them stuff that was really well executed, recent recordings that were made to sound vintage, and everybody's like, yeah, it's impossible to tell. And then we played something that actually was vintage. It's like, oh, that couldn't be more obvious. So I have not one, but two people who I believe will be at the road rally that are world-class experts on vintage. And uh, so I'm 98% sure that we're gonna do a vintage thing. Um, IWD Storyteller says, you worked with Jack Adams. I did in fact work with Jack Adams and I do have your phone message somewhere buried in this pile of stuff on my desk. If you want to know why I haven't called you back yet, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten unanswered phone calls that have stacked up since Wednesday afternoon. So I'm sorry. Um, and, and yours has been there since last Monday or Tuesday. Uh, yes, I worked with Jack Adams. Great guy. We had lots of fun together, and he taught me a lot, and I am grateful for that. Um, panel on interpreting the listings properly. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, I like that idea. Um, we've done taxi TVs about it. Uh, Come on, let's see some plus ones if you like. Said, uh, what? I have some that I've Oh, okay, Bree's got some. Um, film directors, record labels, talking about what they need. Film directors is one thing, and then record. I, I think so. They wrote both of them. But oh, okay. Um, film directors may or may not choose the music. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. Um, sometimes the music supervisor puts stuff under the nose of, of the producer. Sometimes it's the director. It depends if the director is the writer director and they've got a very clear vision. Some directors are, are more technical storytellers and they may not pick the music. So I, I will tell you that one of the things that I'm working on for this year is getting some independent filmmakers that are all-in-ones, um, where they are the writer, producer, director, all-in-one, and they're working on either small-budget films or micro-budget films, where we've started getting a lot more of those people coming to Taxi, and they are so tickled pink with the results they get from the music that we send them. But here's the thing. Those people are literally clueless they, they think, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, although it sure sounded like it did, um, they really don't know much about music, about the process of getting music, I should say, for their films. Uh, and so many of them, I mean, I would venture to say that 
of all indie filmmakers think that um, that they need royalty-free music. Royalty-free just rolls off their lips. I see this all the time on forums where indie filmmakers congregate. I see it in magazines. I see it in blogs. And, and so I've reached out to some of these people who I've, I've read their articles in magazines. I've seen them in blogs and I, I've literally tracked them down and called them and said, why do you think you need royalty free music? And they say, well, because I don't want to have to start paying royalties to, to the songwriters. They don't understand that ASCAP, BMI and CSAC, the performing rights organizations pay the royalties and they go, Oh, really? So I could dramatically improve the quality of the music that I get for my films? Yeah. So I'm trying to find an organization that is, I know what the organizations are that um, have kind of like taxi for filmmakers, okay? And I want to invite those filmmakers to join us for a panel where we get the filmmakers and the music supervisors and probably a music attorney uh, or a publisher up there and talk about um, how they pick music, their mindset, how it's different from major filmmakers uh, working on big budget films and why they think they're, they're just constrained to using royalty free music only. Next one up. Uh, speed critiques. Speed critiques. Uh, we did some speed critiques at the end of Robin's thing last year in the Grand Ballroom. Um, I don't know if possibly I got to think about that. You know, I for somebody to get on a plane and fly out here and get like a thirty-second shoot from the hip critique, I don't know. I don't know. I've mixed emotions. How do you guys feel about it? Well, we also have a lot of classes where they do critiques. Right, know? we do have a lot of classes where people do critiques, and you could just say go faster. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Bria? Um, Streaming, like streaming services. Um, I actually, the, God, you guys are picking all the stuff that I've already. Yes, I am putting together a panel about multiple streams of income. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked out the current Taxi newsletter, go to taxi.com, uh, go to the top menu, um, top navigation, and click on newsletter or news and read the article. Um, Bria is going to post a link to it right now. I can hear little fingers clicking away over there. Um, there was a great article that I got permission to reprint last or the current issue of the taxi newsletter. It's complex. It's got a lot of diagrams. Uh, it's got a lot of lines and a lot of stuff in it, but it is the most comprehensive article I've seen about kind of where the money comes from. Um, um, people are asking if Laurel Ostrander is coming back this year. I've had her two years in a row and she did practically the same thing. She's an Laurel is a high-end TV editor that used to be a story editor. So she brings a certain quality to her editing that maybe somebody who's more of a technical editor doesn't. Um, I opened up the road rally with her last year because I was really pissed off, frankly. The year before, uh, I knew how good she was going to be and she exceeded my expectations. And we only had about 300 people in the ballroom when she was on stage in 2017. So I brought her back and put her in the front slot, the very beginning of the road rally. She was friggin' amazing. Not just good, not just great, but friggin' amazing. And uh, she 
showed everybody live in real time how she would take a scene from a reality show, um, audition pieces of music for it, take the piece of music, edit the piece of music, lay it in and make it work. And for anybody that was in the room for that, it was so obvious, um, it was so instructive on how to create cues that would get used more often that if you were in that room, you were absolutely blessed with the keys to the kingdom. Anybody who wasn't in the room is standing in line behind you, honestly. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, it's just, it was that good. But I can't keep bringing her back every year to do the same thing. Uh, and there's frankly not a whole lot else we could do with her other than how do you use music in um, reality. Uh, Anne House says, no matter what Michael adds, the rally's always amazing. Thank you everyone at Taxi for offering us the opportunity to learn. You are welcome, Anne. Thank you for saying that. Um, can I do something on Taxi TV addressing faith-based music? Okay, uh, the answer is I want to. I don't know if it'll be Taxi TV. It might actually be at the road rally. Um, you know, it, it's a, a relatively small portion, and I say relatively, relatively small portion of the taxi member body that would be interested in that topic. And I try to pick things that have a broader appeal. I could do a breakout class about it. So there's somebody that I'm trying to get who is big in the secular world that also does faith-based stuff. And if this person will come to town, he has already said that he wants to. If we can work out the scheduling, my thinking is that I will have him on the stage in the grand ballroom to do something that is more secular and about his, his life and his career in the industry and have him stick around and do a um, Christian songwriting, maybe a critiquing session or a writing, you know, here's how to write Christian music. I don't know yet, but I'm trying to make that take shape. So I'm glad you guys are asking for stuff that I'm already on track for. Um, how to create cues cow, like mm, C-O-W. I think Brewer Shuttles meant how to create cues. Um, I know that we are going to do one panel in the Grand Ballroom on creating instrumentals for trailers. Very in-depth panel, and two of the three panelists are your fellow members who are just killing it. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Michael, do you know our friends up north, Jamie Warren, and have you played golf? Uh, last time I played golf, sadly, was at the end of April with my dear friend Ralph Murphy. I might have been his last round of golf. Oh, no, actually, a couple days or shortly thereafter, he stayed at our house and we golfed. He was going to Ireland with Paul Williams to play golf over there. So I wasn't officially his last round of golf before he sadly passed away. Um, Bria, got anything else? How to classify musical emotion? How to classify musical emotion. Uh, we've done, I don't know that we could do a panel on that at the rally, but I have done a taxi TV where we played guest 
Guess the Mood, I think it was called. Would you guys want to do another Taxi TV like that, you know, where you send in your songs and we kind of take a vote amongst your fellow viewers as to what they think the mood or the emotion is? Is that something that would be um, helpful? What about Spanish Latin market focus? Not Latin music only, but all types for the Spanish market placement, um, accessing that huge market. Um, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Uh, many years ago, we were going to open up a Latin division of Taxi. And we had a young lady who was musically talented on the staff. Um, she was uh, Hispanic. Um, she had a good head on her shoulders, and I offered her the position of heading up that division in that effort. And she said, you know, uh, actually, I want to go pursue my own music career. I'm leaving Taxi. And within like 30 days, she opened up a company that was a dead ripoff of Taxi uh, for the Latin market. And then like five years later, reached out to me and said, would you like to buy it? I'm done. And I said, no, I don't think so. Um, so the Mood Show, uh, Cass McKenty says the Mood Show is one of his faves. And I see a bunch of people voting plus one. So can you please make a note that we should do a show about guessing that mood? Um, and yeah, it, it's tough going for these. I want to do, I want to cover as many little niche or niche things as we can. Um, so it's really hard every year to find stuff that has mass appeal to put in the ballroom and then find the stuff that's niche and put that in classes. Um, Cause I just won't put anybody in a classroom. Um, we try really hard to pick people that have a reputation for being great teachers. Um, and some, most of the time we succeed at that. There have been failures where people um, are more about plugging a product or something uh, and, and people come out of the classrooms feeling a little let down. It doesn't happen often, but it really upsets me. You know, like maybe 3% of the time we get that complaint. So if I'm gonna go for something niche, I wanna find somebody really quality to put in the room. So the answer is yes, I will do it when I can. Um, Brewer Shettle says, get somebody from Spotify to talk about how streaming works. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a panel that talks about all that. Um, thank you, Gloria. Gloria Covington says, we appreciate that, Michael. Um, all right, that all said, oh, uh, Steve Frisch says, just wanted to say the Taxi Showcase looked and sounded great, great talent, thank you for showcasing. Honestly, I can take zero credit for that. That was Tom Stillwagon from the staff, um, Angela from the staff, Bria from the staff, these guys did it all. I literally had nothing to do with it other than like giving a tiny little bit of input on a couple things and I was really happy with it. Um, I wish we could do it at a bigger venue, although uh, Kulox does have a vibe and, and their audio and, and video capabilities are really, really good, as you pointed out. But it, it's tough to get more than 50 people in that place. Um, Alan Gilbert, Michael, how about a show for brand new beginners? How to submit? Is there a cost? How do you get feedback? Um, uh, there is, if you go to... Um, um, YouTube 
And the first video at the top of the page when you go there is called Taxi 101. That covers a lot of that stuff. Um, I've actually thought about doing a Taxi 101 thing at the road rally in the ballroom. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that join Taxi and don't really entirely understand how it works, what the value of Taxi is for you within the industry, uh, and, and all those tips and stuff that I put in the Taxi 101 episode uh, on YouTube. Um, so that's something that I may do. I've actually got it written down. As a matter of fact, right before the show, when I was cleaning off my desk for today's episode, I found a post-it note that said Taxi 101 RR, which means road rally, secret code. Um, Robbie Hancock says, uh, really looking forward to the rally again this year, Michael. There's always something new to learn. I'm really looking forward to it as always. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, I always love seeing you. I wish you and I could spend more time together. I only see Robbie once a year at the road rally. He's such a good guy. He did one of the great interviews for our passenger profile thing a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I think. Just amazing answers. Uh, when we're done with the show today, Google um, Passenger Profile Robbie Hancock and read, I think it was a three-part thing, read all three parts. You will learn so much, so much. Um, collaboration Cafe at the Road Rally. Every year we try and come up with some spectacular way for people to find collaborators. Um, we thought about doing it um, digitally or electronically a few years ago. Um, I can't remember how we were going to do that. Um, we've talked about doing it very analog, uh, and I've seen it done at smaller conventions this way, where we get a couple of giant um, cork boards, and I'm talking giant, you know, like eight feet wide, four feet high, and have three by five index cards and push pins, and people can just, you know, put like Wyoming. Uh, in big letters on a three by five index card looking for vocalist. The problem with that, even at the small uh, venue that I was at, it was like a miniature road rally years ago, like 15 years ago, people were taking their stuff and, and push pinning it over other people's stuff like, hey, look at me, look at me. And it really kind of defeated the purpose. So if anybody has a brilliant idea on how to execute um, a really efficient, cost-effective, easy-to-work methodology for creating on-site collaborations at the Road Rally, please send it to taxitv at taxi.com. That address, one more time, is taxitv at taxi.com. I would love to hear your ideas because we have not solved that problem and we want to. Um, We are going to do, uh, I am having, uh, Cass McKenty said, uh, Rob's making music live in the ballroom was a lot of fun. Um, the people who joined Shirelli's last week, two weeks ago on Taxi TV, um, the Highfields, Nate and Kaylee Highfield, um, incredibly wonderful people, super well, super, super talented. Um, they did a thing last year that I had a lot of positive feedback about. And so I've talked to Shirelli and I've talked to the Highfields about putting that on the main stage in the Grand Ballroom this year, and I will. And a lot of, you know, it's really about their journey, how um, they were super talented, but not channeling their talent in the right direction and not 
finding a direction, maybe not taking a little direction. And then they had lunch with me. <laughs> we went to lunch. You know, I mean, I don't mean to pat myself on the back so hard that I break my hand in the process of doing it, but I could see on their faces when I said to the, I gave them very specific instructions during that lunch, and that was a turning point. And, and, and frankly, they were not happy taxi members. Um, they were already working with Shirelli. Rob had known Nate for a few years before, uh, and they weren't getting forwards from taxi as magically um, talented as they are they weren't really nailing what the industry wanted. And after our lunch, I think the light bulb over their head went on and they went, oh, now we get it. And man, oh man, they are just killing it. And I mean, killing it out there. Placements up the wazoo, really big placements, a lot of big commercials, um, doing really, really well. They are actually like super in demand in the world of advertising. So we're gonna put them on the stage with Shirelli moderating it uh, or being the whatever, the three of them on stage and I'll be out in the audience enjoying it with you guys and I really look forward to it because they are spectacularly good people. Um, let's see. How about doing a show about the pros and cons of having CD Baby and TuneCore do your publishing? Libraries don't seem to want to touch you if you're using their publishing. Frankly, we've covered that topic several times. I don't think it's an entire show. And again, I, I won't say anything bad about either of those companies. They're not doing anything wrong or illegal or unethical. Um, it's, I don't think they make it clear enough that when people sign up to use their services and they go for like the pro level or whatever it's called and they see a thing that says would you like us to represent your music for film and tv check here and people check the box and go hey guess what i've got a publishing deal well guess what you do have a publishing deal and that song is now signed to a publisher which means that other publishers won't touch it um we find this happening all the time and some taxi members aren't aware of this they submit their music to taxi it gets forwarded to a publisher for film and tv the publisher reaches out says i love this i want to put it in our catalog only to find out that it was published already by um, cd baby pro or um, TuneCore, or whatever in some cases you can get out of the deal some cases you can't um, paul house question rally booking info where do we book I have uh, you responded already mm -hmm. uh, okay yeah uh, for those of you who, are, who aren't reading um, the the chat when you sign up for the road rally you get an email that gives you the link to the hotel so you can book your rooms um, People don't understand the basic principle of publishing and there needs to be a class. You know, there's so much that people don't understand. It always makes me wonder, like if you want to be a real estate agent or a brain surgeon or a rocket scientist or a race car driver, almost any other specific endeavor that you want to do to earn a living and be good at it, um, you need to know stuff. And yet people in the creative fields, whether it's writing like 
authoring books or, or um, being a songwriter or being a, a visual artist, um, so many people think that just your incredible desire to want to do it and your raw talent are so good that people will just hear your stuff and the pearly gates will magically open up for you and everybody in the world will love your music and love you and just heap tons of praise and money and a private jet on you. And for that reason, they don't learn the nuts and bolts of how the business end thing, business end of the industry works. And they think that because raw talent will, will make everything fall into place for them, that somebody will magically come along and say, I will manage you. And don't worry about all that dirty business stuff. I'll take care of it for you. No, it doesn't really work that way. It, it so rarely works that way. And if it does work that way, chances are the manager's gonna rip you off because you didn't know anything about how the industry worked anyway. So yes, that stuff needs to be taught, but people need to actually show up. If there, were, if there was a class upstairs at the Road Rally about get your songs critiqued by Michael Lloyd, versus having publishing 101, everything you need to know in the grand ballroom, Michael Lloyd would get far more people in his class than we would get in the ballroom. Why? Because people are just so incredibly desirous of getting their music heard because they think if Michael Lloyd or somebody of that stature hears their song, that he's gonna go, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard, let me put it in a movie or let me put it on a record and the pearly gates will open up. So they will pass up the education to go for a, a tiny little shot at getting noticed. Um, yeah, I personally would prefer more technical workshops panels be added to the rally rather than beginner music industry stuff. You know, some people yes, some people no, and that's why we have breakout classes and lots of them, usually like 75 to 90 of them, um, and typically 15 to 18 panels in the grand ballroom. The panels are to appeal to mass audiences and the breakouts are specific, so there you go. Um, a class on collaboration, how to have a successful collab. Um, I think that we covered that, but I will double check. I think we've covered that in past years. Okay. Um, that's it. Um, all right, you guys, remember, next Monday there is no Taxi TV. Uh, we are on hiatus, and we will be back the following week with the CEO of Dismakers, Mr. Tony Van Veen. Very close friend of mine and one of the smartest business people you will ever hear from. The guy is really, really smart and a really good guy. So with that, I bid you adieu. See you in two weeks. Hope you're having a lovely summer. Taxi TV signing off. Bye, you guys.